Awesome. Welcome to all you guys out on the live stream. We're so glad that you could join with us here at Ignite Life Church this morning. We believe that God has something that he wants to say and something that he wants to do uh, in us and teach to us today. So we're just going to get into the word of God. We're all prayed up and we're all ready to go. So who's ready to hear the word? Who's ready to get in the word? Awesome. So today, uh, what I want to talk with you guys about is understanding our position or understanding our appointment in the kingdom of God, okay? Um, and most of, this, most of this message actually came about as a result of a conversation that I was having with City last week. He was doing the buses and he'd come in and I'd come downstairs and me and City just got talking about a whole bunch of stuff and we really got, got deep I- into this topic in, 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 in understanding who we are in God's kingdom and when we understand who we are in God's kingdom, we understand uh, the, the position that we have and, and we begin to understand just how much freedom we have to get into God's presence. And we see we were talking about this for an hour and it was great. We didn't do any work during that hour, but it was a great conversation and it brought about this, uh, the, the, this message today. So understanding our, our position and our appointment within the kingdom of God. See, we, 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 we are not just saved and then brought into God's family and, and become a part of God's kingdom and then that's kind of it. You know, it's not like uh, we're saved in and then he, and then he picks apart, um, you know, 10 people out of a church and says, okay, you guys are on, on this level and, and you guys are, 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 are on this level over here and you guys, well, you're the lowest of the low, you're, you're, you're down here. When we're saved into the kingdom of God, we're all saved into the same position, okay, the same position within his kingdom, not the same position within the church and the way that the church functions, but the same position within the kingdom of God. So we each have the same title, I guess you could say, within the kingdom of God. So that's what, we, uh, that's what I really want to get into today. And so, see, so, so much of the time we, we, we base our, our understanding okay, um, of being in the presence of God according to our feelings and our emotions. Right? If, 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 if we're not really feeling it, one morning, we just feel like we, we can't get into the, the presence of God. And so, so we, we base this off of our feelings, our emotions, what we've been going through. You know, um, whether or not we get that tingly feeling during worship. You know what I mean? That, you know, that, that feeling and your body's just tingling all over. You know, this is a good thing. I'm in the presence today. You know? And, and, and that, that's what we think because we're, we're thinking according to, to what we're feeling. And yes, when, when the Holy Spirit shows up, we, we, we do experience that. I'm not saying that, 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 that that's not true, but that is not the evidence of you being able to enter into the presence of God, because that's something that you're, you're, you're feeling in that moment. But it's not that feeling specifically that is enabling you to go into the presence of God. And yet we think, okay, I didn't get the tingly feeling today, so maybe today is just not for me. Today's today is not my day to be able to get into the, the presence of God. And you might look around at other people and open your eyes during worship and go, that person that person's in the presence of God today. Yeah, I can tell they've got that tingly feeling all over them. But, but for, for me today, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. And so maybe today's just not my day to be able to enter into the presence. Or, or, or we think, you know, if we get that feeling, gee, I must have done something right this week. I, I must have been super holy this week and I've done everything right and I haven't sinned and I haven't fallen short. So therefore my reward this week is God's going to allow me to step into his presence at, at church. Or, or the opposite, right? If we know that we've made a few mistakes this week 
Uh, we've lost it a few times at, at, at the kids. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, right? But, and we, we, we think, okay, well, I haven't been that great and I've kind of fallen short this week. So I'm not going to expect to be able to get into the presence of God at church, right? Again, it's based on our, our, on our feelings and our emotions, uh, okay? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, just not, I'm just not feeling it today, and we go, oh, maybe I'll, I'll try again next week, right? I'll try, and, I'll try and be better next week so that next week I can come to church and enter into the presence of God. Because if I'm better next week, then I'll have that freedom and I'll have that ability. But it's it, it just like, if you actually stop and think about it, it doesn't make sense. Because we're putting God into this small box that is based upon how we feel in a given moment as to whether or not the creator of the universe, the one who formed us in our mother's wombs, who knows us by name and knows the number of hairs on our heads, we're putting him in this box and saying, well, God, you're, you know, you're, I'm not able to, to come to you if I'm not perfect. And he's saying, I, I, but I am God. I, I formed you. I created the universe. I've given you everything that you have. And yet we, we I guess we put ourselves in a box in this circumstance and say, well, I can't get into the presence today. So I'm just going to wrap myself up in this little place and just try and get through church because I'm just not feeling it. Right, and at the same time, the, the fact that, that, that some people, some, some Christians believe that, that church is the only time on a Sunday morning where we can feel his presence or where we can enter into his presence. And we spend the, we spend the whole week, right, man, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday so that I can get into the presence of God. And then you have one of those weeks where it just doesn't happen. Well, I'll wait till next Sunday and I'll try again, right? Or, or, or we think, you know, we, we have to listen to... We have to participate in exactly 33 minutes of worship and we have to do exactly four and a half songs and we have to do all this stuff and then at the end of that 33 minutes, God will open up his presence and we'll just be able to enter in. And yet this is the mindset that we carry into church sometimes, right? Uh, the first song, no, no, we're not going to feel it during the first song. Uh, we've got to wait till it's, it's finished and right at the end, God will open the door and we'll just be able to step into his presence. But again, it's based on our, our feelings. That, that is based upon our, our feelings and, and our emotions, but it's not the reality of what God has called us to and the relationship or the appointment in his kingdom that we are actually set apart for. The, the truth is that our ability to enter the presence of God is not ever based upon our feelings or our emotions. It is solely based upon the position that God has appointed us to in his kingdom. It's solely based upon the position that God has appointed us to in his kingdom. Kingdom, and and we're going to look through the scriptures in a few moments to uh, to see this. And, and what I want you to 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 listen for when we go through these scriptures is and to watch for is this transition that happens from the Old Testament to the New Testament about how how freely we can access uh, God's presence. Okay, but uh, before that, the other week I was um, read home. I think it was a Sunday afternoon, we were all wrecked after church, we were just watching some movies with the kids, and we were watching uh, Flubber. You guys know Flubber, that movie with Robin Williams and the green ball of goo? It's actually not a great movie, it doesn't age that well, but we were watching it anyway, um, just for something to do. And, and something that, that happened in this, this movie, and it actually happens in, in, in a lot of other movies as well, but it really just, just spoke to me, and I think gives us an, an understanding about this. So, so what happens is, in the movie, uh, the bad guy's sitting in his office, 
rich guys, as they always are, sitting in his office, talking to his two henchmen, right, about what, they, what they're going to do and what needs to be put into place and how they're going to be bad today or, or whatever. And then, like, out of nowhere, the bad guy's son just comes bursting into his office. Like, there's no knock on the door. There's nothing. He just comes bursting through the doors into his father's office and begins to complain to his father about the fact that he'd just gotten a bad mark at, at school, right? He, he'd got a bad mark and, and the father had, had apparently, you know, paid off all the teachers so that his son would never get a bad mark so that he could be the top of the class. But the son just comes charging in to the room with, with, with nothing, you know, no, no apologies, no, dad, is it all right if, if I come in? And, and the father immediately, like he's not angry at the son, he immediately turns his attention to his son, listens to the problem of what's going on, and then sends his henchman out to fix the problem, to basically go and have a chat with his teacher who's not doing what, he, what, he's, what he's supposed to do. And it, it just really got me thinking, okay, this son understood his position and his appointment with his father. He knew that there would be no um, negative thing that would come about from him charging into his father's office. So he was working, doing what he needed to do. The son knew that he could just come freely and boldly into that space and whatever he needed in that moment would be addressed by his father who, 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 who stopped what he was doing to pay attention to the son. Okay? And it, it just really got me thinking about this whole thing about understanding our appointment and our position in, in the kingdom of God. And, and again, going back to what we're saying, that there's moments where, where we just don't feel good enough or valued enough to be able to come into the presence of, of God. But once we understand our position and our appointment, we will, we will see, and hopefully by the end of today you will see, that, that there is not any moment where God doesn't want you into his presence. That, that you're not putting him off in any moment by going to be in his presence. That you, you don't have to wait for something else to happen. You can just come boldly and confidently uh, before God. Okay, so now we're going to uh, um, look at, at scriptures to get an understanding of our appointment, of who we are in God's kingdom. And so uh, this is something that is totally different for us now because of Jesus than it was in the Old Testament. Again, we're going to look at the, the transition and, and how it changed. But understand that it's, it's different for us now because of what uh, Christ ha- has done. So the first thing we need to understand, like um, when the, the temple in Jerusalem was built, and even before that, when the Israelites were in the wilderness and they had the, the tent of meeting, which is the place where the presence of God would, uh, would, 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 would rest upon, basically. So uh, within the temple and within the, the tent of meeting, there was a portion of it that anyone could go into, and it's where they would offer their blood sacrifices for their sins and all that sort of stuff. But, but there was a section behind what they called the veil, which essentially was just a massive curtain, a super thick curtain, all the dimensions and stuff are in Scripture. I'm not going to bore you with that. But it, it's, this, it's this huge curtain that separated this place where everybody could go, where they could make sacrifices, from a place that was referred to as the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies basically um, was, was the place that was said to house the, the presence uh, of God, that the presence of God would rest in the Holy of Holies. And so it was set up so that, that nobody was allowed to enter this Holy of Holies. And there's a special altar behind there and, and all this sort of stuff. Nobody was allowed to enter this place except for the high priest, 
uh, of the people of Israel. And even then, the high priest was only allowed to enter this holy of holies once a year. Uh, One day a year, he would have to go into the holy of holies um, and make a sacrifice for his sins and the sins of the, the nation of, of, uh, of Israel. So Leviticus chapter 16, verse 2 uh, says this. So, and the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron your brother. And so Aaron, um, Moses' brother Aaron was the, was the high priest here. So this is, this is where we are. And the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, lest he die, for I will appear in the cloud above my mercy seat. So, so God is instructing Moses to tell his brother Aaron, the high priest, that he, he can't just enter into this place whenever he wants. That, that if he tries to enter into this holy of holies at any time, any day apart from the the, the appointed day that, that he, would, he would die. He, he, he would be killed because this is where the presence of God was. And anyone who entered into that place wouldn't be able to handle the presence of God and they would be killed. So he says, he, tell Aaron he can't just come in at any time he wants to. He, he has to wait for the appointed day. And then Exodus chapter 30 verse, uh, verse 10 says, and Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. So this is God giving the instructions of what Aaron must do on the appointed day each year that he goes in, he makes the the blood uh, sacrifice as an offering of atonement. And, And this is... In, this is really important, understanding the, the, off, the offering of atonement. So just, just try and uh, remember that word. So again, we've got, the, we've got the altar where everyone can go. We've got the massive curtain, and behind that is, is the Holy of Holies, massive curtain there. Um, and so it was essentially hidden from people. No, no one would, would know what it looked like apart from reading the instructions that God g- gave in, 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 in the, the building of it. It was this, this, this special place that only the high priest could go once a year to make the sin offering for atonement. So once a year, Aaron would go into the Holy Holies to perform a sacrifice um, for himself and for all of Israel. And this day was called, uh, is called Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur means the day of atonement. And, and it's still a thing with, uh, within Judaism, that they still have this day um, where they celebrate Yom Kippur or the, 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 the Day of Atonement. And so this is the day that was appointed for Aaron to go into the holy place to make uh, a sin offering for the atonement of all people. Okay? And again, this is important, the, the whole uh, Day of, of Atonement. So this is how it was for a long time, right? From the moment that God set it up uh, in the Old Testament, in the wilderness, this is just how it worked. Even up until Jesus' time, um, this is how it worked. Only once a year, the high priest, whoever it was, could go behind this, this curtain. But Jesus changed everything in his sacrifice, right? And this is, this is so important for us. So let's fast forward to what happens when Jesus is on the cross. In Matthew chapter 27, excuse me, verses 50 to 51, says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. So the massive curtain that separated um, the altar from the Holy of Holies in the moment that Jesus gave up his life was torn in two. This 
veil that symbolised a separation between God and his people in the moment of Christ's death was torn in two to symbolise that now something was going to be different. That there is no longer a veil or a hindrance for God's people to be able to go into this place where God's presence is. Right? And it happened the moment that Jesus gave up his life for us. So signifying that Jesus had just paid the price, becoming the substitute for the atonement of all people and the atonement of all sin. Again, the atonement. It goes from being the, the day of atonement in the Old Testament where the high priest did, did what he did. And then it becomes the day of atonement that Jesus died and became the sacrifice for each and every one of us. That tore the curtain in two and there's no longer anything that is stopping anybody from entering into this holy place. There's no longer any restriction. So the people of God are now free essentially to enter into the presence of God. So Jesus took away the veil that signified the separation between God and man. In this moment of atonement, Everything changed for us. The most holy place was no longer off limits to people, but we now have free access to the place of God's presence because of Jesus' atoning sacrifice on the cross. Okay, so this is the beginning of the transition from from once a year and only one person who can go into this place where God's presence was to now the, 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 the veil is torn, the curtain is torn down, and there's no longer any separation, okay? And so we go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, verses 4 and 5, which says, Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. This is talking about all of us. Uh, chosen by God and precious, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You see that? You, you are being built up as a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Then 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, again, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we see twice uh, in, in these verses that, that we, the people of God, are now referred to as a royal priesthood. So we are now appointed within the kingdom of God as a part of the royal priesthood. Again, that's every single one of us. That's, that's, not, uh, that, 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 that's not conditional on anything. It's not for those who are more righteous or more holy. It's every person who believes in Christ as their Savior and gives themselves to Him are appointed within the kingdom of God as a part of the royal priesthood. We are not high priests. Because Jesus is our high priest, and we'll read that in a moment. But we are appointed to become a part of the royal priesthood of the kingdom of God. So we'll go down to to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. This is referring to Jesus as the high priest. So seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot, sympath- who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. 
So Jesus, our high priest, who made the sacrifice for us on the day of atonement, has now enabled us to become appointed within the kingdom of God as a part of the royal priesthood. And a part of the royal priesthood, this verse in Hebrews tells us, let's, uh, that, that, that therefore we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Or we can come boldly into the presence of of God, that there is no longer this, this, this hindrance and there is no longer this wall and there is no longer a veil that separates us from God's presence, that it's not based upon our feelings or emotions or whether or not we get the tinglys at church on a Sunday morning. It's simply we can come boldly before the throne of grace and boldly into the presence of God because we, appointed, we, we, we are appointed as, 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 royal, as members of the royal priesthood within his kingdom with Jesus as our ultimate high priest forever and ever. That never has to change again, right? Because of the sacrifice on the day of atonement of, of Jesus, we can come boldly and confidently before the throne of grace. Okay, so do, do you see this, this transition that takes place through, through Scripture with the, with the presence of God? There, 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 there 100% was in the Old Testament a restriction that was put in place uh, upon the people of God, upon the nation of God, that they couldn't just go into this place where the presence of God was. It, 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 was, it was restricted because something had to change and a sacrifice had to be made. Uh, atonement had to be made. And that came to us through Christ Jesus so that we have this, this freedom to enter into the presence of God in any moment that we desire, and it's not, again not based upon your feelings or emotions. It, it, it's it's not even <laughs> the presence of God is not the tingly feeling that that that, that we get. The, the, the presence of God is not necessarily something that, that you have to feel in, 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 in your physical self. The, the presence of God is just this safe place that we have where we can go to God and freely communicate with Him, knowing that He hears every word that comes out of our mouth, that, 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 that He hears and understands the the cry of our heart. It's not a physical feeling. It's an understanding of who we are in the kingdom of God. We need to stop looking at it as this physical thing and I'm not feeling it or I haven't been good enough this week and understand that no, whatever I've done and despite my mistakes and despite my stupidity at times, I can come boldly before the throne of grace that, uh, that God sits upon because I am a part of his royal priesthood. It's, 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 it's not emotions. It's not feelings. It's the appointment that we have. It's like the, the snotty kid, the, the, the rude kid in Flubber. He just comes barging in knowing that there would be, that, that, that there would be nothing. He, he's failing one of his classes. Things aren't going really well, but he comes boldly into his father's office because he understands his appointment and his position as a son. And we need to understand our appointment and a position as the royal priesthood in the kingdom of God. So because of the atoning death of Christ, we now have free access to the throne of grace, free access to the presence of God that is not based upon how long we've sung worship, not based upon how we might be feeling, not based upon how perfect we've been in the last 24 hours or the last week, not based upon whether or not it's a Sunday morning at 10.33 a.m., 
right? It's, 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 it's wherever, it's whenever, for whatever, right? God, God doesn't say, you can come boldly before me for this reason or to tell me this or to give me this. He just says, you can come boldly before my throne of grace because you are my royal priesthood. So it's based upon our standing and our appointment in the kingdom of God. It's based upon the atoning death of Jesus Christ on the cross. That, that was the moment that it broke. That was the moment that, that sin lost its hold on humanity in the atoning death of Christ on the cross. And from that moment on, there is no veil There is no wall. There's nothing between us and the presence of God. And this this is what we need to understand. That it's not based upon what I'm feeling right now. You could have had one of the worst weeks of, of your life. And emotionally and physically, you may be drained. Right, so much so that you just you just can't feel anything, and you're just sitting there, and you're just tired, and you're just worn out. Why do we think that that stops us from entering into the presence of God? Like it doesn't make sense if we actually stop and think about it. Why? 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 Why would it matter how how our physical body is feeling when 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 God is 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 spirit, and we worship Him in spirit and in Truth, it's not based upon this. It's not based upon how tired I am. It's, it's not based upon anything other than who God has appointed me to be within his kingdom. It's not based upon anything other than who God has appointed you to be within his kingdom, which gives you the freedom to come boldly before his throne in any moment, regardless of, 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 of the physical, regardless of the condition of your mind. And right, we think, I can't come to God because I've got all these thoughts racing in my mind and some of them are inappropriate and and. And, you know, oh, how, how could I? And no, no, God has called us to come boldly into his presence and boldly before his throne of grace. The moment that Christ died on the cross, it was removed from humanity. The veil was removed to give us freedom of access into the presence of God, which is not simply emotions and feelings, It is just understanding who we are and who God has called us to be that really matters. And I just think think that that this is so important because because it's so easy to to believe the opposite. And I think sometimes we, we, we can present it in a way that, 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 that isn't necessarily true. And we can say, oh, did, did you feel it? Did you feel it? And, and again, I'm not saying that we can't feel the Holy Spirit you know, when he's moving, because we, we 100% can. But just because we don't feel it, it doesn't mean we can't be in the presence of God. Because there's other scriptures, I don't have time to go into it today, but that essentially say that uh, that, that God has made a home for himself within our hearts. That, that essentially our, our hearts now are the holy of holies where the spirit of God 
rest. And again, we don't have time to, to go into that, but, but this, is, this is who we are because of Christ's atoning sacrifice on the cross. So next time you're, you're struggling and next time you've, you've, you've had a rough week and, 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 and you, know, you, you come to church on a Sunday and you're just not feeling it, don't let that stop you from entering into the presence of God. Don't let that stop you from feeling like you have the freedom to come before God with whatever you have in that moment, with whatever you need in that moment. Right? Just like that snotty rich kid, what he needed in that moment was his father's attention and he got it. Except we're not snotty rich kids, we're a part of a royal priesthood of the kingdom kingdom of God, who serve the, the, the creator God, the most high God, the one who is above everything else, the one who has control over everything, the one who knows us intimately. This is who we can go before in, 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 in any moment and be in his presence and receive everything that we need, knowing that we're not annoying God, that we're not interrupting him from something that's more important, because what's most important to him is that his children understand that we can come boldly into his presence so that we can be with him so that we can know him better than we ever have before let's just pray father god we thank you for this position that you have given us within your kingdom we thank you that that because of you jesus there is no longer anything that stops us from entering into your presence. Father, thank you that you have called and appointed every single one of us to be a part of your royal priesthood of believers. Lord, help us to understand what this means beyond what we've talked about today, Lord, because there's so much more that comes about as a result of this. But help us to understand more and more deeply each day what it means to be called and appointed by you to this position within your kingdom. That we are not just lowly servants who must fight for a scrap of your attention or a scrap of your time. But we are members of the royal priesthood, called apart, set apart, chosen by you to be here in this place that you've called us to be to be surrounded by the people that you've called us to be surrounded with, whether it's school, at work, whatever we do, Lord God. And Lord, teach us more and more to understand what this means. And Lord, help us to understand more and more what it, what it means to be in and to live in your presence. That we can live in your presence. And not just feel it once a week for seven minutes, but daily in our homes, in our workplaces. We can say time out and we can enter into your presence, Lord God. Help us to understand that. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you that there is so much more to you and our relationship with you than we will ever probably understand while, we, while, while we're here on this earth. Father, we are, we are grateful for the appointment that you have given us within your kingdom. Lord, we love you. We give ourselves to you. And Lord, we pray that, that you, would, you would, in the right moment, let that wave of salvation come crashing down upon our churches, Lord God. And help us all to be aware of, of who you want us to speak to. 
Lord, because there, there, is, there, is, there is power coming. There is a greater anointing that is coming, Lord God, and we just, we just want to be ready. And so we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.